Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Bad, 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 bad boy. You make me feel so good. Knew you would. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Tribe Hal Chief, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Fwend of Days, Danielle Radford. Goddamn right. And the Kelkpool Combat Club, Lindsay Kelk. Do you know what the best thing about that is, Hal? Tell me. It's that Julian wrote Kelkpool as all one word, unlike those <laughs> fucking numpties at AEW social media who wrote Blackpool as two words. You will be hearing me make this point again. I take back everything I've ever said about AEW, every criticism I've ever had. The fact that they separated Blackpool into two words is it. That's it. They're done. I'm done. I'm out. Numpties. Fuck them. Fuck those numpties. Fuck those numpties. (laughs) Every British person watching AEW was like, oh, well, I'm very sorry, but that's absolutely not on. Uh, We all took to the internet at the same time. My stepdad's from Fleetwood. I will not have it. I will not have it. Please continue with the show. Fair enough. (laughs) We are just about eight or nine days away from the biggest show of them all, WrestleMania. And it's interesting. I I was reading, somebody pointed out, I thought it was a really good observation. I've been sort of watching through this lens is since you have both of the world titles tied up in a match against one another, the focus has been on having a spot at WrestleMania just to be on the show, to have something to do is a big deal. That feels like a shift from what we've had in years past, which just been like, you know, WrestleMania is coming up and that means we're going to fight as opposed to this this quest that Seth Rollins has to earn a slot at the show that he thinks he deserves. Mm. All the hints are that he may be headed for an encounter with Cody. Would Cody coming out for a confrontation be enough? I mean, what, what, where would you like to see this resolve, Danielle? I'm very interested because, like, I understand why you have Cody come out and you have him come out as like a face because it's going to be like a thing. Personally, I would have preferred if he came out as a heel just to rip off the bandaid of like, I went to go do my own thing because you guys suck dick. You still suck dick. But I'm back here to like, I I, I created my own thing and now I'm going to change you and fix you and put you in my image or like whatever. Like, I thought that that would be really interesting. But Seth right now to me can do no wrong. Um, Seth is fantastic but then that would have also been like a nice rivalry of like Seth the company guy versus Cody the outside rebel Um, I don't I mean one of the reasons why he probably left is because we were all like turn turn bitch turn (laughs) turn 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 I mean either way look this story is going to be whatever happens for for a month. It's going to be fun as fuck. After the first month, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's it's true. There's there's not there's a lot to prove, but just when you create expectation and rumors are running rampant, you mm-hmm. have to figure out. Uh, you know, you just hope that there's a long term plan. Lindsay, what do you think? I love it. Do you know how much I enjoy getting worked every week in those last five minutes? <laughs> 
and how how much I like loved being on Twitter at the end of the episode this week, um, when even our delightful account was like a lot of time left, and my husband who had stopped watching wrestling and now suddenly was like, well, there's five whole minutes, and we were like, he's definitely coming out, and then we literally sat playing wrestling chess because I'm like, he's definitely coming out because if he doesn't come out this week, they've only got next week. Either they bring him out at the end this week and he talks next week, or they just bring him out at Mania. But I'm like, just who wouldn't have loved to be at Raw this week getting worked like a motherfucker? Every single second of that show this week was like work, work, work. They worked from home. They worked like Rihanna. They worked up and down. I think Seth is doing amazing, amazing with this storyline. He always does. I totally get wanting Cody to come back as a heel because he is a fucking heel, um, whether he likes it or not. Like you lived, you lived too long, Cody, and now you cannot die a hero. You will die a villain. <laughs> but I get why they're like have him come back and be like, "You guys, this is the best place," because he's got to kiss Vince's ass, right? That's his ass kiss. Is he's got to be like, "I came back." Um, but I like them both as heels. That's the thing. I want Seth and Cody to be heels. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, 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 uh, work me daddy. Yeah, I definitely, um, because I do see the value in him coming back and the story being like, hey, I already went off and created something monumental that will that will last beyond me. So now I'm here to like take over and like do that, that last thing that I'm owed and blah, 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 blah. I mean, no, no matter where they go, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be fun as shit yeah. for like the first month, no matter what they wind up doing. The only thing I think that's interesting is Seth keeps losing and so it's like mm -hmm. if if Cody if he's going to be like who's going to challenge me that's the only weak spot in it and it's the fucking tiniest criticism do you know what I mean if Seth was an all-towering monster and then he was like no one can beat me at Wrestlemania and then Cody was like watch out bitch I'm gonna do it then that would be one thing but, but Cody's gonna be like well you lost to fucking everybody so like might as well lose to me uh, but I, I it's it's such a minor storytelling niggle because Seth sells it Seth pulls it off every single time and at least there's been interference and there's been shenanigans for most of his losses yeah. they haven't been mostly clean losses i did like his like anger turn at the end of this week it went from being funny to being he's fucking pissed off now you know what next week monday night raw will not happen unless i get what i deserve unless i get my wrestlemania moment and I really did appreciate that because I think it needed that to take it out of the realm of comedy because it's not a comedy right. comeback, right? It's like, this is epic. This hasn't happened in wrestling for decades, if not ever, that someone went away individually, created something individually, and then came back. I know people obviously gone and come back over the years, but did anyone else create AEW? No. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if, if you want to stretch, you can say Jeff Jarrett, but I never like saying that name anyway. Exactly. So, so let's not. <laughs> um, genuinely, like, what the fuck was in the water at Raw this week? And can they put it in every week? More fluoride and more of whatever this was. <laughs> like, so so what are you yeah. excited for at WrestleMania? Outside of what might happen here, what is the number one match that you're looking forward to or or moment that you're hoping will happen, Danielle? Becky versus Bianca for Scherzies. Mm -hmm. That's like my number one, my ace. Like that is the match that I'm most looking forward to. Ooh, you can tell I just woke up. I've got like my sexy fucking Kathleen Turner voice yeah. on. Um, <laughs> while Someone's been watching pop. Romancing the Stone. That's what's God happening. Goddamn right I happened. <laughs> Lost it. Taking the heels nonsense. off the shoes. Yeah. Um... 
And the going gets tough. But so, yeah, that's the one that, like, number one looking forward to because I think that that's going to be the right kind of brutal now that that's been introduced into there. I, I want a Bad Bunny run in. So bad. I do. So bad. I okay. want it. And it's WrestleMania. It'll happen. I know that Knoxville, uh, Knoxville and Sammy is going to be really fun. That build has been great. There's not much on like in the major like matches that I'm not looking forward to. I, it's weird and it's rare to say, but right now at this moment, they're kind of firing the cylinders that I like, and so I'm just gonna embrace it like a blanket because I don't know when the next time this is gonna happen is. <laughs> We're in that WrestleMania corridor where they have to turn it up because they want everybody to watch, and they mm-hmm. they always do their best to put out a good show, do varying levels of success. But yeah, even then, like I'm not always into the matches. Sure, so. but I, I gotta say I, I'm really impressed with the not only the work of the two competitors but the creative team to take a match we've seen a bunch of times before and never ever wanted and turned it into a super hot match that that I personally really want to see which is Brock and Roman. I think they've mm-hmm. I don't think they've played a wrong note in the song so far and it could go either way and I and I love going in not knowing and seeing the benefits of both sides because in a, in a the modern wrestling fan that thinks they know more than they do will go like, well, they have to do this because all these business reasons and I'm talking out of my ass and I have no idea. But <laughs> for this, you could see like, oh, it makes sense for Brock to win, but it also makes sense for Roman to win. It does like, I don't want him to lose, but I also love this version of Brock. I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. more of it. And then after, after Kevin Owens segment to kick <sighs> off Monday night raw, where, yeah. he, where he came out in the bald cap at yeah. Stone Cold and then couldn't catch the beers. Just the whole thing magical, was... Magical. In, including the tease that Stone Cold was going to play the second time the music oh, hit. It that, just, I mean, I wanted, that's literally all I want to talk about in today's main oh event. Goodness. Just that one moment for 20 oh. minutes. For 20 minutes. Work me daddy. It's so good. <laughs> so I, I, have, I actually have high hopes for that segment. I feel like they've built it up enough. They wouldn't build this up that much if they didn't think they were going to get something special out of it. Yeah. But then again, mm-hmm. this is the same company that teased what was in the box for about a year. And then the gobbledygooker popped out <laughs> of that fucking egg. So oh, could go either way. But, I, you know, yeah. Stone Cold could have tried to come back a number of times. Interesting to see him choose now. And, and I look forward to his podcast afterwards where he talks about it. Yes. I kind of want to know. Or the WWE 24 or whatever they're going to produce. They, I assume they'll produce some content around this. And I'm interested to see at least some version of how it came together. I think if you were to drive to the Whole Foods at Marina Del Rey, uh, you would see the film crew following him around. And you would know that that was happening. <laughs> I know which one he goes to. <laughs> he talks about I it mean, all the time. I mean, I haven't seen him there, but I know which one it is. <laughs> nice. This is one of those ones I know which Target Miz goes to. Because a lot of times when they do these nostalgia pops, it's for people that weren't of my generation. Or yep. it's for people where I'm like, Mm -hmm. you don't go away enough for me to care this is the first time when i'm like okay i fucking get it because literally all i want him to do is run in fucking jack jaw fucking uh give out a couple of stunners drink some beer do that weird snake in your face thing and then skadoots and i'm like okay now i get why people get that pop where that's all that they want because that's all that i want Oh, and maybe that's another reason is that like usually when they do when the when they do these nostalgia acts, they come out and try to wrestle. And I'm like, absolutely not. 
And I don't think he will try to wrestle unless he knows no. he can. Like, I don't yeah. think he will do anything that would put his legacy or his image. We all know he's got an ego and a healthy one at that. Like, both of you, I'm just really excited about everything. I'm excited about Becky and Bianca. I think they've been really smart keeping them away from each other the last couple of weeks with these injur- injuries, in inverted commas, because it keeps them off each other. I feel like WWE so often is you're either playing wrestling checkers or wrestling chess. I think we've talked about this metaphor before and it's like either it's just a very clear, obvious, straight line game or it's a million possible moves and a million possible combinations and you have no fucking idea who's going to win and you can have studied it forever and ever and be a wrestling chess grandmaster and still get fucking buffooned by something you just did not see coming and i feel like we're in wrestling chess season and i love that because i like not knowing i like not knowing no yeah now we know everything and it's like i like that we that there are some things that are still like secret secret you know i still believe we think we know everything and know very little yeah probably oh no i just mean in terms of like leaks and stuff like that not like all the yeah Lindsay, what uh what match are you looking forward to the most but bianca becky 100 i think is the one i'm most anticipating just because of the way it's been built up because it's been such a long build realistically it has been built since SummerSlam, like since becky came back and i think they've done a really good job of it of taking bianca in and out the main title picture of keeping them away from each other having it like danielle said just escalate in brutality to the point where becky has proven in this new heel persona that she will go to whatever lengths it takes to fuck someone up (laughs) which is the Mm -hmm. nice scrapper Mm -hmm. that i like to see combined with her ridiculous wardrobe which is just magical i'm really hoping she has like a variation on the goat jacket maybe some gold goats uh because that goat jacket is my favorite fucking thing i've ever seen a wrestler wear and bianca is just like the greatest pure-hearted champion that we have had in Mm. so long because she is technically fantastic she is brilliant on the mic she is a brilliant performer and she can back it all up but she's still got that edge of like don't you fucking try me which makes this way more interesting than on the face of it it might look at just SummerSlam rematch where Bianca is going to win. That's I've seen a lot of people be like, well, why invest in it when it's obvious? I'm like, it's not obvious to me. By, by that same logic, why watch the majority of action films? Why watch the no, majority exactly, of romance exactly. films? Why watch yeah. sitcoms? Why watch anything where you know what's going to happen? Ex- it's- yeah, talking to a romance writer, Hal. Exactly. exactly. I'm just throwing yeah, it out totally. in the ether. Yeah. Um, don't forget, not only is WrestleMania coming up, but on April 2nd, we have NXT Stand and Deliver. Mm. (laughs) it's in the morning i only found this out very recently because i've been behind with my nxts i'm gonna get up eat my breakfast and watch some nxt (laughs) i just want to shout out even even though wendy chu and dakota kai did not win the dusty road women's classic the sound of someone trying to slap to chop wendy chu and she has that those full pajamas on it's so muted. It sounds like somebody clapping two erasers together I as hard as I can. I very nearly put Wendy Chu over this week. I had missed a bit of Wendy Chu stuff. And then the last couple of weeks when I've been watching again, I'm like, hang on a minute. Is this me? Yeah. Is this me? I'm in She's a really onesie. Fun. I'm just trying yeah. to fucking take a nap. And you <laughs> bitches will not give me peace. I'm going to have to slap you. I'm like, this is me every Sunday when my neighbors <laughs> decide to start their car alarm at 8 a.m. because they're taking their kids out to activities, which is fine. 
but don't beep the car. I was just like, oh, suddenly Wendy is all of us. Wendy is every single one of us has just fucking had it. Uh, she's just trying to get a nap, you guys. She's sleepy. Yeah, that, that that's going to be really fun. I am ready for LA Night to go up. He's just so yeah. bloody good. He's just mm-hmm. so good. Was it this week? Melon head and a dad bod? Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that it? Yeah, that's what he said. Like, that's because it would be different if it was the old NXT where it was like, no, like they're building, like it's it's this third brand. They're building these stories, blah, blah, blah. Now that they've reestablished, like, no, like this is a training ground. And like the idea is that you are going to move up and we're not going to keep people here and invest in this brand in the same way anymore, then it's Ellie and I yeah. gotta go the Who fuck else up. Who else is sending up? I'm interested. I'm ready for EO to go up. I mean, Ciampa's going up. Yeah. Ciampa's going up. They're going to lose the Tommaso, I almost guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Tuxley. He'll just be Ciampa. Yeah. And maybe they'll spell it Ciampa. <laughs> yeah. It'll just be Ciampa. It could be but- put a it could be- I was going to say, yeah, yeah. What if it was Butch and Ciampa? <laughs> a new sure. tag team, Butch and Ciampa. Two of Bambi's friends. I'm ready for EO to go up. I really want EO to go up. I kind of want Dakota to go up, but I'm a bit worried about what they would do then. I, yeah, I want her to hang out a little bit more because I don't think that they're ready for her yet because they're. But I think EO could be fucking great. Yeah. Even if they just yes. put her in a tag team with Asuka, which we inevitably will. I want EO versus Charlotte like a motherfucker. Oh, she'll I want that. kick her face mm. off and I want it. Is Ziggler just the placeholder for mm-hmm. Braun Breaker to win the title back? Or do you, th- do yes, you think there's fine. juice? I, that's what it seems like. Do you think there's juice, though, in a Ziggler run if they were to give it to him? He has a lemons out of lemonade, dude. Yeah. Every time they give him a run, he does great. But like... He's got the curse of being Dolph Ziggler, so I'm always like, I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts because it's not going to last long. Yeah, sure. I also, yeah, I think it is great for what it is, but I don't think it should be any more than what it is because what else can he do but say, ha, 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 you pesky kids? Like, it's like the Scooby-Doo villain one, and I don't think that's an angle that works for a very long time. Um, Ron Breaker basically has to pull his face off at the end of the match and be like, oh, no, it was Nick Nemeth all along. (laughs) And then I think it's fine. And then he'll go back to Ziggler. I want to talk a second about manifesting. No. Mm. No. I don't believe. <laughs> I'm lighting a candle for you. I don't believe that you can speak something into the world and make it happen. I, d- I don't believe in that. I do. You should. You did. I think if you create a, a mindset in yourself about something, you will start to see those things everywhere because you've, you've attuned your mind to it. Like when you study dinosaurs as a kid and all of a sudden like, oh, there's dinosaur stuff everywhere all the time. It must be because I'm studying dinosaurs. I'll sell in the lore of attraction to anyone who will yeah. listen. This just turned into a secret podcast. <laughs> Hold on. I live in, I look, I live in LA. Please. I mean, I'm obviously like, let me light a candle. I have the conch. I have the conch. Oh. Please. For the love of God. I'm going somewhere. I promise. I don't believe in manifesting, but I do believe if you talk about something on a fucking podcast over and over again, then somebody's going to take it and do it in a way that you don't like. So we talk about tapping these fucking titles all over the all over the place. Well, two of us do. Two of us turn. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. This is no. You have to take your medicine right now. (laughs) We we're sitting here. I'm sitting here listening to to two thirds of this show talk about tapping titles, tapping titles, tapping titles, tapping titles. We should do tapping titles as a show. Guess what? The tapping titles show just happened. But it wasn't the two people you wanted to see tap a title, and you had to look at a picture of it online. They haven't even got titles, Hal. They haven't even got titles. I'm going <laughs> to right now sit back and allow both of you to apologize to the universe for what you've done to us. I'm sorry. And I think it's warranted. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I will. I will, because I... was, that was a dark minute for me. I was having a bad day, and then that was brought mm-hmm. to my attention, and it was only made worse. Fucking hell. Dan! Hey, Dan! I know, I know we've been living rent-free in your head since you got here, but if you only knew 
what Ty and I did while wearing that belt, <laughs> then you know we now live in your mouth too. Here's the thing. I wouldn't have minded the tap and titles angle if they just would have kept fluid out of it. Just keep the fluid out of it. Cause I saw a couple people online who were like, well, you know, like sexuality is healthy and like, don't shame them for being sexy. And I'm like, well, first of all, a lot of people are taking the fact that they turned on Ty in real life because they started this relationship and are bringing that into this mm-hmm. because they, you know, the, the, ex-fiance of it all. I don't give a shit about that. That is their business. I don't know what happened. I am not in the room where it happens, except for apparently when I'm invited. But they're doing the the time-honored wrestling thing of like, oh, well, if this is what you're going to talk about and if this is the heat that you're going to give me, then we're going to lean into it. And I'm like, I get it. I understand completely. Go do that. Because Sammy's blogs, I'm sorry, have gotten more boring now that they're a love fest. And that's just, you know, make them two separate blogs. Y'all do your uh, totes ties over here and then do like your other blog over there. Totally cool. It's literally just the fluids. That's the only thing. Even if they were just like, hey, like you don't know what we did with that belt on. It'd be like, okay, that's... Yeah, if it was just a a wink and a nudge. Um, Okay, from a storytelling perspective, I'm going to say it is more than the fluids for me because what they're doing is they're taking something that is real heat and then they're trying to apply it to them as faces. That's also interesting, yeah. It's not happy heat. It's not people going like, oh, I'm so glad for these two. It's people being like, get the fuck. I don't care what happened. Like, same as Danielle. We don't know what happens in people's relationships. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. That is none of my business. But I don't know if you know this. Well, it is my business and I'll make it my business, but not for this. <laughs> just because just I'm nosy as shit. I don't know if you know this. Um, people don't like attractive young people being happy and boning all the time. Like, the majority of humans. <laughs> and I write rom-coms. And yet you somehow think that not only do we want to see it, we want to cheer for it. And then they were confused when people... People did not want to cheer for it. So that's one. And I'm not saying that's me. I'm saying that's most people don't enjoy watching hot young people rubbing up on each other and be like, have this. Here's some cum. That's not what most people like. (laughs) I do love a battle couple. I'm uncomfortable with it. I want them to be a battle couple. I don't want them to be a like, look at us fucking couple. Because they should absolutely do that in their own time. That's what Instagram's for. Go nuts. Get those sponsorships. Get a Fashion Nova partnership. I want that for you. Stay away from the poop poxicles, though, if you can. But I don't want to see it necessarily as a storyline. And I don't want to see it tap in titles. You can only tap them if they're yours. You can only tap them if you're yours. That's our rule. We have an asterisk. We have we have an asterisk. That's and not no their fault. We haven't of- clarified that before. I haven't mm-hmm. clarified. We that. haven't. So now we've got now we have to come up with a set of rules and that was yeah. our bad. You're right. I don't think it's being done well and I just don't think it's being done in a way that is respectful to everyone involved. And also kids, why did you get tattoos? Let old Nana Lindsay sit you down and say you could have waited six more months. But that's that's a different situation. I'm sorry, Hal. And 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 I th- and it's also like it, it would be. <laughs> I think it would be different if she was more of like a, you know, maybe like a, a Maurice or something, where we don't expect her to come out and like wrestle five star matches. We know who Maurice is, and very often it has been like, look at my hot fucking wife, and it's like, yeah, okay. But with with Ty, it's like she's like really fucking good. 
She's getting, she's she's really getting so good. Imagine, remember where she was versus where she is now. She's yep. so fucking good. I, I mean, I also, like, I love a wrestle couple. We know I love a wrestle couple. What I don't love is when people, like, immediately rush to put a wrestle couple on TV. It's like, it does feel a little bit like, mm, this is a bit soon. This feels a little bit soon. And that is, that is not okay, because that is just my personal thing, being like, it's a new relationship. We don't know what happened, but other people were involved. It does feel too soon. But I think that leans into the heat. And that's the crux of it for me, is they're trying to use heat for a face team. Right. And also wrestlers bone each other all the time. All the time. I don't the time. I don't need to see I don't need to see anyone's like three month relationship on TV. Oh, imagine the wrestling the WWE storylines of old we could have had. Well, I mean, you know, even even when we had the Edge and Lita and Matt Hardy stuff, yeah. it was clear, like, they're heels. Yes. They have yeah. to be heels. They have to continue to be heels. And we've also been very clear about how we felt about that, especially from a Lita perspective. Yeah. Fucking gross. Yeah. Fuck, and that was a long time ago. I'm not sitting here going, like, they did it right. Good job. <laughs> not at all. No, I'm it was I'm saying gross. they at least... But at least they they had the presence of mind to go, we understand who the bad guy is in the public eye of the yes. situation. So we're going to exploit that in a not okay way. Also, long term, whose career hurt there? Whose, whose career was fucked in yeah, the long run? It was Lita. Yeah. There was a, a logic to it that I could track. We're just not a nuanced audience, you know? Like, once you put yourself in that role, it's really hard to come back from. Things are different now. I know it won't be the same as it was for her, for Lita, but it's yeah. still a dangerous moment. I do want to stick with the women's division. Let's. Where Nyla Rose <laughs> is emerging as the contender for Thunder Rosa's AW Women's Championship. The 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 chase the chases is is great. It's great to have a babyface who chases and chases and then wins the the title. But then it becomes. The dog who chases the fire truck. What happens when when you catch the fire truck? You have a plan for the fire truck? Do you know what's going to go next? Babyface champions are a really tough sell for me, unless they are a very specific type of babyface. So I'm concerned, not because I don't think Thunder Rosa can have good matches, not that I don't think she's a good promo. Like, it's nothing reflective of her and just more the number of times I've seen a really great chase be followed by... A, a blase title run because nobody knows what to do. Like, I don't know where you go. Yeah. If it's me, I have Thunder Rosa be one of those champs. It's like, I can kick any of your asses. Like I'm taking on all comers. Mm -hmm. Like I have her do the full John Cena where it's like, you come for me. I'm going to put on a clinic and beat the shit out of you ladies. But also like, Hey, you've got a shot. What I mostly want to see is Vicky Guerrero off my screen. That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that works right for me. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, I didn't like the... And I like her, but she's got to take a break after that. I like her. I don't I don't care whose idea... I don't know whose idea it nope. was. I don't give a shit. You got to take like six months a year to get that off my palate, to give me the ginger to clean my palate. But as far as you thinking that you're from Texas and you're a Texan, don't insult my state. Wait, 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 wait. No, because you can take your fake green card, start the backstroke, and return back to Mexico! I interviewed her once, and she was great, and she was a very kind, nice lady. And then I found out some of her other views, and I was like, oh, maybe not. But, you know, that's... 
I'd love to say that that didn't come to mind as soon as she said the thing that she said. Where I was like, oh, we're not doing that. We're not going to play the like, are you even an American citizen? Nonsense. And that's a polite way of putting it. Not when you had Homelander as a fucking face for so long. It's just, I don't, I don't I like, like it. Thunder Rosa. I think Rosa is extremely talented. It seems as though they're going to position her more as the scrappy champion. As like, you know, I'm out here on my own making it work. Working girl nine to five. I nearly started singing. Mm. I won't. But you know, it just kind of feels like that's the direction they're going to go. Like, I honestly don't know because I think the other great contenders that are behind her also feel like faces to me right now. Like Chris Statlander is a really great contender. Uh, Ruby Mm. is a really great contender. I don't know. And I'm really worried about it. Yay! Women's Oops, wrestling at AEW. <laughs> I, I want to be hopeful, and I, I I came into this as we said last week, being like, you know what, Brit did everything that Brit could do. It's time to move on. It's time to see the the division develop and grow. I don't know where this goes now. Let's move on to one other thing from AEW, which is the Blackpool Combat Club. Another impressive victory and a great promo by Mox afterwards. Blackpool. The, the black pool the pool of black fucking idiots i do love i do love these three together yes that's, that's all i have to say i want the, and i will buy the t-shirt as long as they correctly write black pool like, well, i'll put the dash in between don't worry dumb fucks it's it's a place it's a fucking town it has a tower what's wrong with people why don't they know go to blackpool it's beautiful see the illuminations our fish and chips i know it's difficult but if if you're if you're doing a town that you don't know the name of, just a quick little Google, just a little Googs. And I know it's tough because like they're having to do all this stuff on the fly. And like, I'm sure like it's not super easy to do to run socials because I know that like people are always like, oh, get rid of the interns. It's like it's never an intern. It's someone with a fucking marketing I'm not degree. To be a, a wrestling neck big dickhead gatekeeper. But how do you not know where William Regal is from? How are you working in wrestling and you don't know where <laughs> William Regal is from? Go fuck yourself. I'm not saying you should know every single thing about every single wrestler in the entire world. But William Regal, you absolutely should. And I am very He's- upset on his behalf. Well, he's from the forest where he chops wood. That's true. And that's actually not very near Blackpool. Blackpool's the seaside. But still. (laughs) This is uh, JoJo not remembering wrestlers' weights and hometowns all over again from season one of Total Divas. She loves miniature horses. Ah, Josephine. That's because she's a miniature person. Yeah. Regular size horses to her. If you've got any thoughts on everything we've talked about, you can tell us about it on our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find both in our show notes. When we come back, we're going to talk about the best heels of wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes... There will be swears. Ties and Fights Podcast. Ties and Fights. 
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! WWE Dynamite. I hate ducks! a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? WWE has a new series out called WWE Evil, where they take a look at some of the biggest heels from their history. So we figured, why not talk about some of our favorite baddest of the bad guys? Round robin-ness and, uh, and just throw yeah, some yeah. people out. Just quick, we'll just quick round robin. We'll throw some names out and then we'll, we'll tie it all together. I Danielle? Exclusive, no, I'm, I'm going to interrupt and be a massive dickhead. Lindsay, go ahead. <laughs> Go Sorry, Danielle, I'm a rude bitch. I've had so much coffee today. <laughs> You've become a heel. I'm a heel. I'm a natural yeah. heel. I'm British. Come on. Your heels. <laughs> you're, you're I'm 9.99 a month. I'm a natural heel. Three inches or less, no higher. After this week's episode of Raw, fuck me, Kevin Owens. I know we touched on it very briefly, but oh my God, that man just ascended. He was already one of the best and he just moved up into the upper echelons of heeldom. It's not just coming out dressed as as the person you're pretending to be. Punk did that with The Undertaker. People have done it. People have done it a million, million times, right? It's a thing that's been done. The bald cap was a commitment and a win I didn't know that I needed. The second, Hal, you mentioned it, the second time the music played Mm -hmm. and the crowd went wild and he just laughed at them and it was such a natural, genuine laugh. It was so evil i loved it so much he also sold being afraid yeah yeah because he was like oh no he's coming like but it wasn't like a panto oh no he's behind you it was like oh fuck he's genuinely here and then missing the beers whether or not he didn't he he couldn't catch them or he didn't catch them on purpose i don't care it was so fucking magical the fact that he did not catch the beers because it's like it's just this tiny character moment where he's gone being like, fuck Steve Austin, I'm amazing, he's a coward, I'm incredible, I'm better than him in every way. And then you demonstrate that that in fact is not true by failing to catch a beer. It's just beautiful character work that if that was scripted in a movie, you would be like, this is this is excellent. I loved yeah. it, I love him. It's also, I think, my favourite kind of heel, where it's just snarky, pissy, Asshole. I'll go back a little earlier than you and say, you know, when when WWF became a a national wrestling company, they picked Hulk Hogan to be their star, and obviously that was a good business decision. But you, if to have a really powerful hero, you have to have an equally dastardly heel. And Rowdy Roddy Piper, as mm. lauded as he is and celebrated as he is for his career, I don't think he gets enough credit for the early success of WWF and what a great heel he was across the board from from hitting Jimmy Snuka with the coconut, a classic all-time promo, also unhinged. And that early heel run was really important to the steps that WWF was taking as a national company. He, he did a lot of work and people hated him. He knew how to, how to work a crowd and get them to hate him. You ain't nothing! you one thing right now you want to fight Andre you're gonna find out one thing you do not throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun how about you Danielle top heel for you throwing out um you know I saw this and this was what got me into wrestling like one of the two things that I saw the first night that I watched wrestling taker 
when Taker was in full on cult leader mode. Because like the first episode of wrestling I've talked about this that I ever saw was the one where he had Stephanie up on the cross and um, I wonder how he feels about that now, um, where he had Stephanie up on the cross. Well, as long as nobody was taking a knee in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, just no <laughs> knees. <laughs> um, so that and I watched that and that for me was like, this is what wrestling is. Holy shit. This was not what I was expecting. Like, this is like some weird Mortal Kombat shit. And I'm like super into it. That whole run with like him having that like huge, huge, huge faction that had everybody and their mom in it everybody was like taken by taker like that and like china were like two of the big things that were like this is for me i am super in say what you will say and i've said a lot but that run was what made me a wrestling fan so i gotta put him down as one of my like favorite heels of all time i've never really been a monster heel guy gal person that's never really done it for me because I do like the intellectual quality of a heel or I like a relatable heel. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what is a heel Lindsay. because you would hate them in real life. Um, mm-hmm. And it brought me back to when I came back to wrestling in the 2000s. And you know who I really fucking hated? And every time I came on the screen, I was like, get off my screen, but don't. It was lay cool. And I don't think we were oh. anticipating talking about lay cool. But while we're talking about Mark, let's talk about his missus. Um, I fucking loved Lay Cool because they were those archetypal mean girls and they did it so well. Like when we had Mickey on, their storyline with Mickey where they were calling her a pig and like they pushed her face Mm -hmm. in the cake. That was Mm -hmm. not a magical time for women's wrestling. But they did such good work with those characters. You just hated them. You come out on national television Knowing we're in HD, right? Uh, Michelle, I don't think she knows what that is. Obviously, it's high definition, Natalia, which means the whole world gets to see all your flaws. And yet, you stand there and expose yourself despite clearly inheriting your dad's facial hair gene. Bravo! I think what made it so good was the fact there were two of them and sort of Layla was always painted as the slightly sidekicky, not entirely necessarily on board with it as much as Michelle and a little bit like, are are you sure, Michelle? And I just really always loved that dynamic. It really felt like of its time of that late 2000s, mid 2000s, full on Mm -hmm. mean girl. It really did have a bigger impact than we think. It set up um, the um, the girls in BFFs, Best friends. BFFs, yes, in BFFs. in NXT. It set up that that faction, and that gave us Charlotte, that gave us uh, Sasha, that gave us Summary. Um, but it gave us so much, and I really do feel like they deserve more credit for being that snarky, cheaty, nasty heel faction when women's wrestling needed something to rally against. It made you need a reason to watch it that wasn't Kelly Kelly just gyrating. And I'm sure for a lot of people that was a great reason and no knocking those people, no knocking Kelly for doing the work that she was given to do. But I really Mm -hmm. love the fact that they took that time and made a real character moment and made something for us to really rail against and the impact and the legacy that it had. I got another great female heel for you. I I, I, I mean, which is uh, Sherry Martell, Scary Sherry. Yes. Sensational Sherry. Yep, just yep, a fantastic, yep. just all around, just great at getting heat. Fantastic manager, obviously could get physical, like she could sort of do it all, but just a great heel. Just one of the, one of the all-time greats who enhanced 
and helped elevate a lot of people, including Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I mean, she really Great. helped. Mm-hmm. She helped elevate him. Sherry singing Shawn's music, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is such a... They were so smart the way that they did that because it's supposed to be cringy and awful. And then, of course, when he got it, it was like, oh, like, this is me being like a cool guy. But originally it was very much like she wasn't like not like a great singer. Like it's such a such a like great like, oh, this is grating and I hate it. And obviously, like, you never want to be like that woman's shrill. But. It was the time, and they knew what they were doing. I, lo- I, I have a photo of me at, at age 11 in fancy dresses, Sherry, somewhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're going to need to put that in my the group step, chat. My stepbrother yeah. is stood beside me as Papa Shongo. What a moment. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so for me, speaking of ladies, I there there is almost nothing better for me than um, Sasha's heel run. I, I get mm-hmm. it. People enjoy her as a face. I didn't like the whole thank you, Vince, like isn't as much for me. But when she goes full Eddie Guerrero, I am here all day, every day, all day long. She's also like fearless when she's a heel. And the moves that she, you know, like coming out in the car and having like all the dudes making Izzy cry, <laughs> like all of these things that cement her as being and that's why i why she became one of my favorites is because she is such a compelling heel she knows how to do the work and again she knows when to do an homage and she knows when to like take from the past and bring it in and she's also like able to do her own like her own stuff i really think that like she is going to wind up, you know, depending on how long it takes before she finally skadoots and just lives in Galaxy's Edge. She is going to go down as one of the like top 10 lady heels. Uh, also, AJ, uh, honorable mention. Absolutely. We asked you, I, we could kill, there was a whole other section of this, but we could just keep throwing out names like I have. Let's do part 17. Let's go every week. Yeah. This is now a heel podcast where we just talk about heels. Yeah. Welcome to to Tights and Fights Heels, a subscription service where we tell you about bad, (laughs) evil villain wrestlers that we like. Uh, We did ask you out in the nation of conversation for some of your favorite heels, and you didn't let us down. Leave It Be on 2022 says, a good heel can be intimidating, hateable, comedic, annoying, or entertaining. But my absolute favorites are the ones that make you answer yes to the question, do you want to see this jerk get their ass handed to them by the hero? Correct. That's Mm -hmm. when you get truly compelling wrestling. Good point. Sean on Facebook says, pre-Bullet Club Evil used to be one of my favorite characters in pro wrestling. Maybe because he was so unashamedly over the top. Maybe it was just Undertaker nostalgia. Whatever the case, I thought that a wrestling Grim Reaper was just the coolest thing ever. God, what, what, how lucky are we to, to enjoy something where you can have a wrestling Grim Reaper and uh, somebody who comes to the ring in a business suited as a bad guy. It's so, <laughs> it's just so and somebody wearing a Burberry scarf from 2000. Yes. Oh, man. I, I mean, that's a whole other. I, I, I know all mm-hmm. of us were going to talk about MJF at some point, but I do think he's a whole, sure. episode, he's a whole other episode. He is the evolution of the Yeah, heel. no, he deserves He's the evolution. Episode, yeah. He's everything. Sure. He's the sum of all parts. And finally, Twilight Meyer on Twitter said, the best heels are the ones where you know they're right, mm-hmm. but they're being a prick about it. That's the, oh, yeah. that's the essence of a great villain doing maybe the wrong thing for the right reasons or the mm-hmm. or what they think is the right thing but the right thing but going about it the wrong way it's all good 
We've got a lot to say about heels in WWE, AEW, and beyond, so this is just the beginning of the conversation. This will be back. And if you want to share some love for the bad guys you love to hate, you can do it on our Facebook page via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the wrestling world that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period welcome back to tights and fights i'm hal lublin and i'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? Once again, I love when social media has a lot of fun with something and social media had the most fun this week. That Keith Lee looks like the type trend was so much fucking fun. There were some really, really great ones. The, the things like, you know, oh, Keith Lee looks like uh, he sees something wild happen in front of him and says preposterous, like things like that. It's the perfect combination of knowing the personality of a wrestler really, really well. So many things where it was like Keith Lee looks like the type to get to the to get to the twist ending in a mystery book and go, I knew it all along, like things like that. And one of the things that made it like, obviously, it was hilarious that made it the most magical is when Mia Yim jumped in and was like co-signing things and was like, that's actually true. Yep. Nope. That one's true too. Yep. Nope. That one is also true for him to get that kind of love where it was trending in a way where it's like, we're fucking with you, but we're fucking with you in the way that you fuck with someone you love. That was beautiful. And I loved that. It, it, it felt like that moment of like, give that man his flowers. We know we love you. Give him his flowers. So yeah, that was just a really fun trend and uh, well done. And I believe once again, started with Black Wrestle Twitter. I don't know. We're really good at stuff. Lindsay? I was just going to put over Tony's OnlyFans so I can do that very quickly because I am just going to say, get that money, Tony. Get that money. I don't care how you fucking do it. Get that money. If people want to pay for it, get that money. Yeah, what, in like two hours she made like 10K? Come on. $10,000. I think by the end of the first day she'd made almost 40K. Go for it. I saw a lot of people being like, just stick to wrestling. I'm like, "Uh, just do whatever the fuck you want. It's consensual Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to do it and make that cash. And I'm going to put over, I know, if, I think I may have put it over before, but just mentioning Rowdy Rowdy Piper got me nostalgic for the 1986 Hal Needham film Body Slam, in which he stars opposite Dirk Benedict and Sam Fatu, who, in addition to being the Tonga Kid, is the father of Rikishi. Also stars the Wild Samoans are in there. Uh, Barbarian is in there. And it is uh, it is a fictitious account of of what might have happened if Face from the A-Team started rock and wrestling instead of Vince McMahon. It is surprisingly a fun movie. Captain Lou is in it as the as the villain. Tanya Roberts, R.I.P., is in it. Billy Barty. I mean, it's got... <laughs> it's a really, really fun movie. And, What's this uh, movie called? I recommend you watch it. It's called Body Slam. I never heard of this before. 
I can't believe I haven't mentioned it on this show. If I haven't, then what have I been waiting for? I guess this moment to educate uh, I, Julian. Yeah, about I don't it. know if I ever put this over. There's this great, I forget who sent it to me. Uh, I don't think it was a wrestling person. I think I was like casually talking to somebody, like one of my friends. And they sent me this great like uh, uh, special that he did that was like a talk show, like a real talk show. And it's really, really fun mm-hmm. and interesting. And if I can remember, then I'll um, make sure that we can like throw it in the show notes or something. I know it's on YouTube. Um, but but cool. so if you haven't seen it, how it seems like it would be right up your alley. That's where that's coming from. I haven't. I would love to. Thank you for the wreck. Well, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can follow uh, at Hal Lublin. And I, I do want to give a plug to a podcast I was on that will be out, I believe, in two weeks, which is called The Animal That Changed You, which is a delightful show hosted by Katya Lidsky. She is a champion for animals and a lover of animals, and she talks to her guests about the animals who are important to them and who shape their lives. And it's a delightful podcast, all the episodes that I'm not on. But if you want to hear me and my week out, this co-host, Mark Gagliardi, talk about pets and animals that had an impact on us, it was really just a wonderful time. And I encourage you to both listen to the show and listen to that particular episode. Danielle? Oh, that's super cute. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just uh, my normal... Watch the honest trailers. Uh, Kolak on Fear uh, HQ uh, on Twitch, which is a really fun Twin Peaksy TTRPG that I am on. Last week we did something I've never seen a TTRPG did, where we got rid of the we got rid of the TT and we just RPG'd. Um, it was a live. It was closer to theater. We're all like standing. There's like all of these great effects. It looked amazing. I don't know how they pulled it off. And it's one of those things where it's like super innovative. It's uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time on Fear HQ. There's a bunch of them. There's a couple seasons to catch up. But also this is one of those like kind of relaunchy things. So check that out. Uh, what else am I up to? I don't know. Just uh, find me on the Twitter and I will tell you. And I found it. It's All-Star Rock and Wrestling Saturday Spectacular. So I okay. will send that to y'all. Yes. Lindsay. At Lindsay Kelk on Twitter. Come and say hello. I've got books. Please buy them. Our producer from Parts Pun Known is Julian Burrell. Okay. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Find links to all our social media channels in the show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Let's grow the nation of conversation. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Max Fun Drive is happening soon. Get excited. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. I don't think I have the uh, the main event sting, so I'll just add it later. If you guys want to just sing it, that'd be great now. Yeah. <laughs> We're live, pal. In a hard fart victory. <laughs> I hate ducks. <laughs> My whole <laughs> <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.